0: I remember in 11th grade, like yourself, and um, I was like a big class clown in school, so I was always getting in trouble, I was always doing like stupid stuff, and uh, one day my teacher, my English teacher told me, she was like, you're like the mayor of the class, like everybody has to follow behind everything you do and um as a joke i like grabbed the poster board and i wrote like kamal for mayor on the poster board and i hung it up in the classroom and uh, it kind of became like my nickname
1: in school this is kamal johnson the 34 year old mayor of hudson new york talking to me over zoom i am also by franklin a 16 year old activist i'm a city girl living in williamsburg brooklyn but my family has a place in hudson I've spent many summers, holidays, and long weekends here. When the pandemic hit the city in March, we packed our car, drove up, and I've been here ever since. Hudson is a small city with a population of 6,144 people, about two hours away from New York City. The main street, Warren Street, is filled with cafes, antique stores, and art. Though it's a city not too far from it, you can get that country feel by hiking, kayaking, and camping. I've never paid attention to the details of Hudson, but one thing that had always stuck to me was the Republican population and always seeing a huge Trump 2020 flag at the first house we drove by when we made our trips to Hudson. During the long period of time here, I've learned a lot about this little city, discovering that it has made history in January 2020 with its first African-American mayor ever since it was founded over 300 years ago. As a full-time student activist mostly doing work around racial issues, I was intrigued by Mayor Kamal Johnson's overwhelming amount of work he has done eight months into his term. He brought up the conversation of anti-racism, which was surprising given the conservative nature of parts of Hudson. During the Black Lives Matter marches this year, there were calls for racial justice across the country, in major cities like New York City and Los Angeles. But what do they sound like in a small city like Hudson? And what does it mean to be making these calls as the first black mayor of Hudson? I met Mayor Kamal Johnson on Zoom, and at first I was super nervous to be talking to one of my biggest inspirations, but seeing him in casual clothing and his welcoming personality reassured me. From his stories, I can tell that he was incredibly passionate about the work he does. Kamal always had a connection with the youth, and his passion through that led him to politics.
0: I used to work at the youth center here, and um, I hadn't been there for maybe a couple years, so I walked in one day and I just was like disappointed in everything that I saw. The place was basically falling apart. And I was just like, this is like one of the programs that saved my life and kind of gave me my first step into leadership. And to see it in such bad shape was extremely disappointing. So I went to the council meetings and I was like, hey, you know, I'm a youth worker. I could help out. Uh, got some plans and some ideals that you know I want to pitch to make this better. And um, I really think that as a city, we should be telling our young people we have better expectations from them, <laughs> for them, than this. And they yeah. kept telling me like, your ideals are great. It's all good, but like, you, you're not at the table. Um, there's a process. There's a process.
1: That's when Kamal took it upon himself to get to the table. He ran for council in a ward that was predominantly white and only 7% minority.
0: He doesn't stand a chance, but um, I was like, there's no way I'm going to let anybody else on this ticket um, outwork me. I came in and I won the ward. <laughs> I got to the table and I started chairing that, uh, the youth department um, committee.
1: The National Black Lives Matter marches this year really affected me mentally and emotionally. The murder of George Floyd finally brought attention and exposed this topic of police brutality that Black people have known and lived through forever. It took this one video out of hundreds of other murders of innocent Black people for the rest of America to notice. Even though I was doing my activist work in my school community and having conversations, I felt like people in powerful positions weren't doing their work. I was curious about the work Kamal did. During the Black Lives Matter protests and everything, we got to like, or any like movement that happens, we hear about what the bigger cities are doing, um, and their actions that they're taking or their lack of action that they're taking. But Hudson is a like very small city, so uh, what can you say about like the ways that like small town politics, like Hudson, differ from urban, um, urban politics?
0: I think for me, um, when Black Lives Matter really started to hit the scene after, uh, strongly, I should say, after, you know, the death of George Floyd, um, as a young black leader, this was very important to me because before this, um, you know, I was an activist and a community leader. Um, So I wanted to make sure, like, I knew at that point what i would want to see from my political leaders so i hosted my own protest and my own rally and um spoke to the community about solidarity and about how you know we there is a system that's flawed and people of color have been suffering in this system for too long i invited the police commissioner and the police chief to speak as well and then not only did i not i didn't want to just have this protest and give this speech and say all right we did it like everybody's kumbaya that's it but um right after i announced um my executive order which listed 26 points of police reform so even though we're a small city we've been making headlines about the work that we're doing and um, we've been ahead of the schedule so when the governor called for cities um, to kind of have a plan for police reform and what they would like to see um, how they would like to see their cities policed we had already started that.
1: I really wanted to know his thoughts on what it means to be the black mayor of Hudson or just a black mayor in general in this day and age.
0: When I was campaigning like we knew um, you know if I won it would be historic because I would be the youngest and the first African-American I didn't want it to be, like, a token election, so I didn't talk about it as much as, like, I do now. Yeah. Um, But, like, I was completely wrong about how impactful it was, and I found that out the day of my um, swearing-in at inauguration. Like, there was just these small events that really, like, made me kind of think like, wow, this is bigger than me. And the first that happened is like, um, it was probably like 20 minutes before I got to get on stage and give my speech. And um, there was like two older um, black women. um, They're probably in their seventies. And they were like, hey, you know, can we take a picture with you? We drove two hours to see this. And I was just like, Wait, what? I was like, can you take a picture with me? Like, of course, like what? Even in that moment, I still didn't comprehend like they came down here because like, you know, for them, they probably never thought they would see this. And then I went to talk at a school, a local school. And um, one of the aides who was like, um, she worked at the school when I was there. And she was like, hey, I want you to meet someone. And there was this little boy, he was shy, like kind of hiding behind her, her leg. And she was like, do you know who this is? And then he was like shaking his head no. So I bent down and I was like, how you doing? I'm the mayor of the city. And he like looked at me, like his eyes got huge. And then he put up his arm next to mine to like see like we're both brown and I'm the mayor. And he was just like so amazed that moment. I was like, whoa, this is, like, this is way bigger than, like, I thought it would be. And it kind of reminded me of that moment with um, Obama where the little boy wanted to touch his hair. And I was just like, I, like, I didn't, like, take that kind of, like, into account. Like, wow, now yeah. i just made this normal. If I could tell, like, my younger self or, you know, someone who has a goal or a dream, I would say like, don't let anyone tell you that you can't. And uh, one of the things that was like the knock on me when I was campaigning is they kept saying, he's too young, he's inexperienced. And um, people said, it's not your time. A lot of times when you hear it enough, it like gets to you. But then finally I was just like, you know what? like. No person can dictate when it's my time. I'm going to like go full full throttle and um, you know, if it's my time, then it's gonna be my time. And then, you know, there's a saying like, whatever's for you won't miss you. And I was like, so if this is for me, then you know, I'm gonna get it. And now it's my time.
1: I have the struggle of letting other people's opinion get to me about a goal I want to pursue and achieve. I always remember that no one really knows my abilities, and I am the only one, to be able to know if I can do something. What is a goal you are trying to achieve but are having a hard time doing it because of the opinions of others? Are you going to let these outside opinions get to you? After I logged off of this interview, I felt so fulfilled and I learned so much through it. Kamal was so humble and I felt his passion for his work and everything he said. I can tell he's a hard worker and his energy goes straight to creating change. His work through activism drives me to keep doing the work I do and make history just like he did.